We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Welcome once again to Mel Tucker's Inside Zone, the weekly podcast here at the University of Colorado. I'm voice of the bus, Mark Johnson, along with the head coach. And, uh, man, I'm tickled uh, with who we've got in the podcast uh, this week, Coach. Uh, this is a guy that you just missed, and I wish he would be on your roster because he's your kind of guy. Passion, toughness, heart, commitment, all the things that you look for in a football player, this guy's got. Yeah, Philip Lindsay, man, is a, is a special guy. Um, when, when I got here, he was one of the first uh, former players you know, that, that I met, and we hit it off right away, and I, I said the exact same thing. <laughs> I love to have this guy right about now. Well, know? he's a great one. Of course, uh, right now he's throwing for the Denver Broncos. Let's welcome in the Butts great and the Broncos right now, Philip Lindsay. Hey, Phil, how you doing? What's up, y'all, man? Thank you guys for having me today. <laughs> yeah, man. Th- thanks for coming on, big guy. Well, I tell you what, it's it's uh, love, I love getting you guys on for these these former players getting on and reminiscing a little bit. Uh, but we'll let you start at the top right now. What you're doing right now, you were just all over the place, man. I can't go to a grocery store without seeing your face someplace. Uh, you're starting for the Denver Broncos. Life is good to be Philip Lindsay right now. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going well. It's going well. It's something that you know you got to get used to. For myself, I got to get used to, but. I've never got into this stuff to, to see my face on walls and stuff like that. 
I just do it because I love to play football. So that's what I just focus on right now. Yeah, Phil. Uh, how do you? How are you balancing everything? You know, you you um like especially right now, like in season, you've got um obviously you have games to prepare for. Um, you know, you're trying to take care of your body and and, and stay healthy and 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 get your rest and recovery. But also, you have you know you do uh you know speaking engagements. You got uh you have endorsements. Uh, you do uh you know outreach and things like that. So you know, how do you keep it all together? Yeah, for me, it's just about being disciplined. Uh, just, just, I always put what I need to do in front of me, what's more important, you know, and first and foremost, what's more important for me is making sure my family's okay, uh, you know, um, make sure that I pray every day. And then after that, I go on to, to what I need to do, whether it's for these appearances or it's for my body. I take care of my body nonstop, probably about five, six, seven hours a day. It's mm. just all, when I'm not playing, I'm, I'm in there. So I'm probably getting out the, uh, the facility by 7.38, and I yeah. usually go in for the facility probably around 5 o'clock. Probably, probably around 5 o'clock I, I usually get there. So I'm there all the time nonstop trying to do things to, to make sure my body's ready, make sure my mind's ready, and just try to get wins, man. I, I know that for, for, for me and, and, and for you guys when it comes to Bronco Country and, and Buff Nation, it's, it's about winning. It's about finding ways to, to, to win because we do have, we have a great fan base. And, you know, we want to do the best for them. Phil, do you ever pinch yourself? And you think about, here you're a kid, you go go to Denver South, your your college career was in jeopardy after you got hurt. You're not sure what's going to happen if, if, uh, you know, the coaching staff at CU was going to honor your your, uh, offer and if you were going to be a Buffalo. And yet, here's the way it's all turned out. You start here, you had that magical 2016 season, you're living a dream with the Broncos. Do you ever pinch yourself and and think, how in the world did this all happen? You know, I I don't really, really – sit there and pitch myself i just grind honestly i just i know where i came from and i know how hard you know my my family has worked how hard i've worked and i know how how fast this can be taken away so i don't ever take a second for granted but i also don't ever look back at, at that as well i always just go with the flow of things i've been through a lot of tough times before football and, and going into my life so things like this, I just embrace. I, I'm excited about, and uh, I look forward to. But I also look forward to the challenges because, you know, for every level, there's another devil. So for me, it's just always getting ready for that next step. Yeah, Phil, what what, what would you say was probably the biggest uh, challenge for you uh, on the field um, transitioning from from college to pro ball? You know, for me, honestly, I would just have to say just adjusting to – a different schedule but yep. mainly folks for me is it's football man and and I, I just took it like that and if you a dog you a dog and you're not gonna back down to nobody who, who no matter who it is and I just went in there and I know I was an underdog you know I knew that no matter what there was a there was a big chance that I wasn't gonna make the team but I didn't think that I, I thought I was the baddest dude there period <laughs> <laughs> that's how I go through life I go through life the same way and and if you don't have confidence in yourself, and there's a difference between confidence and having fake confidence. Right. But when you stay true to yourself and you stay true to what you really believe in and you go at that, that you go at it hard, then you have nothing to worry about. And I never, I never for, for one second ever disbelieved in myself or, or looked down at myself. And I always thought that, you know, I could be here and I could make plays. And I just let things go. I let God, God, God do what he had for me, and I just ran the course of of my journey so far, and, and I, I stick with it. I stick with stick with the journey that's set for me. 
Phil, I, I think self-belief is a rare quality when it's genuine. And, and I know that, that your family is, is so important to you. Uh, you're still yeah. connected to so all of, uh, and all of them. I'm, I'm wondering, where exactly does that quality come from? People fake self-belief, but I don't think of people that have it genuinely like you do. Where, where do you think it comes from for you? It comes from my background. It comes from my mother, my father, uh, just my, my family in general. I mean, we, we were a tight-knit family. And for, for the longest, you know, my mother wasn't doing well, so we had to rally around each other. And there's one thing that we always had with each other. You know, we didn't have money. We didn't have money there sometimes when we didn't have electricity and stuff like that, too. We didn't, but we had each other. And we had a father. We had a, a father that was there for us. At the strongest time, we had a mother that was there for us when she couldn't do anything. And that, that makes you stronger, and that builds camaraderie in your, in your family, in your household. And that's why my brothers, my sisters, we all got family first tatted on us. And that's just something that we just, we live by. You know, there's not a day goes by that I wouldn't do anything for them. I'll bend over backwards for, for my brothers and sisters. You know, and, and it's the truth. You know, if you mess with one of them, you got to mess with me. I'm not, like, if something's wrong with my, my sister. I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm probably, I'm, by that time, I'm, I got a plane ticket ready to go, go uh, see her just to make sure she's okay. That's right. That's how much that means to me. But that's how I take it. That's how, how serious I am even on the field around my players and my teammates. It's, it's, it's a love for them. And the thing for me, it's like I need to know my players. I need to know my teammates. I need to know their background. I need to know their family, their kids. Because it makes you play harder for each other. Hmm. And that's how I go, go through things. My family knows everything about me, and that's why we, we go hard for each other. We, we stick together for each other. And when you know that for your teammates as well, you play harder. Because you know that man in front of you you're doing it for. You're doing it for his wife, his kids. You're doing it for, for you know, him so he can keep his job. That's stuff that people don't really understand when they're playing this game. Yeah, Phil, it's uh... – it's it's really refreshing to hear you to say these say these things because you know the same things that we're preaching here to, to our players about playing for each other and and yeah. uh, you know being you know being team guys and that's really what it's all about. Um, who um, in the Broncos organization would you say has helped you the most? You know, coming in, obviously you have tremendous confidence and rightly so because you prepared and and you've got the drive. Um, but obviously, when you walk in the door, you come in as a rookie. You know, there, there's there's people there that that want to help, or that think they can help. Who 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 there in the Broncos organization you think has really kind of helped you the most? So for me, it was honestly Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. Hmm. Me, me and Emmanuel were on the same page, and it's funny because he's been around for a while. Yep. But he looked at me as one of his best friends when I went once we got got to know each other. And he pushed me to another level. He made me think of things a lot differently. I'm already an old soul when it comes to different things. I think a lot. And I'm, I'm a mature dude who understands a process of things. But to have a manual there to, to justify a lot of things, to be there, to be my backbone coming in here, it, was, it meant a lot for me. And to this day, even though Emmanuel, we decided to you know, part ways with him, he calls me every day. We talk every day. And there's not, not a day go by I won't text him, ask him a question. Hmm. And just having an older man like that around that took the time, because he could have easily not listened to me, because at the beginning, you know, I'm an undrafted free agent. Right. You know, he's seven, uh, seven to ten years in the league. Right. He has Super Bowls and all the money in the world. 
but you took the time to sit me down and and hit me some new things and I you know for that I appreciate that man. Phil, let's go back to your time. It's to you. Well, what does it mean to you when, when somebody calls you a Colorado Buffalo? What, what does that mean to Philip Lindsay? Yeah, it means it means everything. You know, I I, I do with my head held high because I know where I came from. I know that a lot of people used to shit on it. And then that, that year that we decided that to put together and come together, and we went out there and smacked everybody that used to talk stuff to us. Yep. And it was the best feeling in the world. But it started it – started when we got out there and we, we, we came together and, and we were doing extra stuff together and we were grinding. And yeah, sometimes we come from straight to class to back to the football field. Yep. And to, to hear that and to be a co-op Buffalo, it, it means everything to me because it, it, you got to be gritty. You got to be mean. And there's a lot, a lot of tradition in there. And, you know, you get mad because you're not where you want to be. And that takes time. Like Coach Tucker's doing a hell of a job with those kids. And it takes time for him to get his his kids in there as well that he needs to build this this program to be a powerhouse again. But the fact is, like, it's about building our foundation and, and, and brought the toughness out of them. And that's what we miss sometimes. And so when I think about Colorado Buffalo, when, when they call it, I just talk, I think about gritty, tough, and just relentless. Hey man, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I mean, that really that's what it, that's really what it's all about, man. Whether it's you know, junior high, middle school, you know, high school, college or pro, you know, football's football. And yeah. all those things, uh, all those things carry over. I know that um, you have leadership ability. You know, you're a natural leader. Um, people gravitate towards you. You know, everyone that I've talked to, they all have great things to say about you. You know, how did you step in as a rookie as a young player in the league, how did you step in and really become a leader, you know, really just kind of new to the league? How, how did you go about doing that? Yeah. For me, I, I went about it how, how I go about everything else. It's about going out there and proving yourself on that field. Yep. Nobody, nobody, t- things, like, nobody cares about the talking, especially when you're dealing with grown men. Yep. But when you go out there and you, you prove it, and you out there every day and you make it play, and then one day you come to the huddle and then you tell people, like, let's get this stuff going. And you, and you look to the left of you and tell that man you love him. That stuff goes far. That goes a long, long way yeah. in helping, helping you become a leader. And people trust you. And people have to be able to trust you. And you know how you do that is you show up every day. You know, for me, even in, in, in uh, college, I was always made sure I was the first one in there. I was always doing stuff for my body. I even, I even snuck in after night. And was doing treatment at ten thirty and eleven o'clock at night. Right. Because that's how much I cared about it. Right. But and I and I had players like Chido Bear Wuzier. I had other players like that that are in the NFL now with me that did, that wanted the same thing and we wanted the same goal. But we but but that's how you get the leadership ship trait. And then you just moving on. You move it to the next level because, like you said, coach, all it is is football. And if you're good, you're good. And if you're a leader, you're a leader. It doesn't matter who you are. At the end of the day, a leader is a person who stands up when things ain't right, and they don't they don't follow people. When something ain't right, you get a, a feeling in your gut when something ain't right, and you know it ain't right. That's right. And for, for somebody to be like, no, that's not right. You know, it's hard when you when you got people like Von Miller and all these older cats, and you still gotta walk a different path sometimes because you're in a different situation. Like that's 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 about being a leader and being true to yourself. You gotta be able to be true to yourself before you can be be a leader or anything to anybody else. 
Phil, it's interesting because I'm listening to everything you're talking about, and basically it boils down to everybody knows what the right thing to do is, but very few people are willing to do the right thing every single day. And that's basically what it boils down to, doesn't it? Yep. It's about this. It's about sacrificing right now for a better tomorrow. It's about understanding that. Like, like the fact is this. It's like, all right, cool. I can go to a party right now, but I got to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I got to go produce. Is it worth it? Is that girl worth it? Right. Or later on, in the, later on during, during the time when you find a girl that's really worth it for you, who's telling you, hey, you need to go to bed. That's right. You don't. That's what it's about. It's about making decisions. Every everything is about a life decision. And I am perfect. I done done some dumb stuff. I Man, I was I was a kid and everything like that. Right. I also I also was able to agree with it, accept it, and learn from it. And be able to and biggest thing too is be able to ask for help when things ain't going right. Yep. Ask for help when, when when you ain't feeling right about things and when you need help. But like it's about discipline, it's about consistency. And it's about staying true to yourself. You know, don't 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 sit there and follow your your, your best friend, man. Because you and your best friend have lived to, two do, totally different lives. Right. You know, he may he may and never had to go through any kind of struggle when it came to money, and you did. You can't do the same things he did. Mm-hmm. You got to understand. You got this opportunity right now to make yourself what you want to be. You only got four years, four or five years of that stuff, and mm-hmm. then after that, you may not play football ever again. You may, you know, you you got five years to try to get you a, a degree for free. You got to be able to make 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 that stuff count. And yeah. I think that's stuff serious, man. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, man. Uh, you, you just mentioned something I wanted to get back to about about money. You know, I've been there. You grow up, you don't have much. Um, then yeah. you get to the point where you know you got you got money, and um, you know you got flat screen screen TVs, you got new cars, you got all those things. You know how did you how did you handle that, man? Like, what was going through your mind when, you know, maybe that that first check rolled in and and uh, maybe some endorsements came in. And you start looking around, saying, "Oh, I can buy this," or "Oh, I can do that." You know what was you know kind of what was that like for you? First off, coach, you know when you ain't have money and you finally get some, you don't ever want to see that stuff leave. <laughs> I count every penny, every single penny till this day, coach. Like if if. If if a couple of dollars is missing, I'm calling my agency. I'm calling. I'm, I'm asking what's what's going on. Right. Because I because I never really had that much money. Right. And so I I like to to keep it. I got in a fortunate uh, a fortunate position to be able to stay home. So I spent some of my money on my parents to to redo their home. Right. To pay them home, and I saved up a lot of my money. And so so I got to see it grow. And, and when you start to see your money grow, you don't want to see it not grow no more. You don't want to see it. <laughs> but I'm, all, I'm always on it. I'm always trying, trying to find ways to make more money. Because the fact is, like, you got to use your platform now because you're not going to be like this in three, four, five years. You're not going to have the same platform. So now it's like finding ways to, to be positive and be able to make some money for your family. And that's what, that's what I do is – is, is I cherish it, but I'm I'm a stickler to money. I do anything for my family, and I and I give them, I might give them hell about giving them money, and I give it to them. But I, I always make sure I have that money. I have a plan. Right. And I have a plan, but if I'm gonna spend this much money, that's because I know I, I made a little bit more here and there. Right. But like out the back, you see you go into this locker room, and you see these these guys with these big chains and <laughs> these big cars and this Gucci belts. And stuff like that. They clown on me today, till this day. I, I get all my suits 
from a men's warehouse. There you go. Okay. I call myself a men's warehouse. I get all my stuff. And everybody thinks this stuff, like, look nice. You know, they think it's, like, thousands of dollars. And shit, I, don't, I only spent, like, 500 That's like, right. 500 for three suits. I got 500 for three suits. Yeah, hey, hey, you be looking sharp, too, bro. You be looking, you be looking sharp now. I'll check you out. Going to men's warehouse, uh, bargaining and, and getting some deals. So I got like three suits for five hundred dollars, and then I just add on from men's warehouse from their own. Love and it. I don't, I don't spend my money. I don't spend my money. You know, we for number one, we got to get you an endorsement with, with men's warehouse now. <laughs> and, and number yeah, two, hey, now Phil, wait a second now. With, with that head of hair that's become your signature, we can't get you a shampoo deal somewhere. <laughs> uh, we working on, we working on it. Right okay. Now. Well, when that happens, by the way, I was going to say, Coach and I want a little shampoo, but Coach doesn't need any. I'll, I'll take whatever whatever is supposed to be his then. Yeah. Uh, I'm out of the shampoo business right about now. But uh, I wanted to ask you real quick, you mentioned agent, uh, Phil. Yeah. Um, what, would be your, what would be your advice to some of these young guys that, uh, you know, they're, they're looking to go pro, you know, maybe they're, they're, they're seniors and they're, they're headed in that direction or they're, they're uh, juniors and they're thinking about coming early out. And what, would, what recommendations, what, what advice would you give these guys about that agent process? Sure, we'll, we'll love to come down and talk talk to you to your your team too if you want me to coach. But yeah, we'll get that done for sure. If you if, if you like you and you know this because yep. you coach many many kids that went to the NFL, many kids. And if you are a junior and you ain't the first round draft pick, first round, you you better stay your butt in school, man. That's I, right. I, I honestly agree with that. Yep. Because you get another year to to help yourself out. But when it comes to these agents, it's about trust. And these agents will tell you everything, and you know that. They'll tell you anything That's they right. just tell you. You got to be able to create a bond with them and understand what – you have to be able to say, like I said, stay true to yourself and understand what you want. Because at the end of the day, your agent is working for you. That's right. But a lot of times when you're young, you sit here and let the, let the kids uh, – let these agents tell these kids what to do. And a lot of times it's not right. It's, it's what's right for the agent. That's right. And, that's our problem now, and, and and for me, it's about getting sitting them down with your family, really, really getting a, a, a good, good feel for the for the agent, and it's about trust now. It's about do you deep down inside, do you feel like this man is really there for you when this football stuff's said and done too? For me, I may, I I've had, I have a good agent who's actually, uh, you know, part of the bus bus family with Mike McCartney. Yep. For me, it was a, it, he's, a, he's a great agent. He's a great dude. And he's all about, he's all about you know, God. And he's all about your family. And I'm all about doing the right things for you. Mm-hmm. And I trust him to the fullest, man. I, like, if you can't have a conversation with your agent just about life, then that's not the man for you. That's right. You want somebody yeah. that's going to take the time to, to, to ask about you and ask about your life. I, every day, uh, Mike calls me just to talk about life and and talk about how my family's doing and, you know, all this. And, and I, I appreciate that from that man all the time. And mm. that stuff, it, it helps you in a long way because he's going to help me out when, when football's done. And that's what it's about. People are just thinking about this. At the end of the day, your kids do, do the work. They're going to get drafted regardless. 
throwing like LaVista, he's going to get drafted regardless, no matter what agent he's from. Exactly. Yep. But, 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 but it's about what can an agent do for you in your life later on or and help you out and, and not try to mess you up and not try to take from you because and not try to take your thunder. Because it's not, not the agent. Uh, the, the agent isn't the one getting you drafted. You are. He's just representing you and trying to represent you the right way. So find somebody that, that, that represents you and who, who you stand for, as I would say. Phil, that's, that's great stuff. And you're right, Mike's a wonderful guy. I got, I got a, a two-part question for you. No, number one, when you think your time here at Colorado, what, what, what's a memory that stands out, kind of maybe your favorite moment as a buff? And number two, as you're watching the Buffaloes under Mel Tucker right now, what do you see and why are you optimistic about kind of where this program is going? Yeah. I think for me, what, the main thing that stands out for me is, throughout my time there is how a foundation is built and learning about that and where it starts. You know, I, I, like everybody sees the great glamour of everything, the touchdowns and, and winning 16 games, all that stuff. But they don't know where it starts. And honestly, where it starts is with your custodians. It starts with those people that take care of that facility. And I, every day I look back at that, and, and that's something that I always take as one of the highlights, is being able to thank them and always talk to them and say, thank you for cleaning up after us. Right. Thank you for making sure that you have this place looking, looking good so that we can recruits that want to come here. They, they're the foundation. They're the ones that start everything in that building. Mm. And then it goes from, from them up. And so the highlight is being able to see them go there at 4.30 every day in the morning to make sure that we're okay. And I always make sure I said thank you to them every time they walk in that door. Nice. So, and, we're, and now with Coach Mel Tucker, I love what you're doing with the kids, Coach. You got to a different level, man, a different level that we need to get to. And, and, and now, all you like you said, now, now it's, it's time for, for everybody to sit back, chill, relax, let Coach Tucker get his kids in that he wants. And let, and let everybody grow because we know Coach Tucker is a hell of a defensive-minded coach, and he's going to get some dogs. And we know that he's going to get talent. But everybody got to just be relaxed and, and, and let, let this man work because that's what it comes down to. And, and, and next year he's going to be able to have more kids come in, and he's getting all these top recruits coming in, and we're going to see a different football team, a more explosive one. We already see it this year. The kids, is, is a, it's about building depth now. And Coach, Coach Tucker knows that it's hard to win games when, when all your, your DBs is, is hurt. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that the truth, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's about the, uh, the Jimmys and the Joes, not necessarily the X's and the O's, you know. And so we're, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to get some guys in here. You know, talk about, um, talking about winning games, Phil. Um, it's really hard to win games in, the, in college. It's really hard to win games in the NFL, man. And what do you what do you see? Um, you know, your time in the league. What are the the what are the differences that you've seen in the good teams and the the average teams? Yeah. So I've been through it in two years, and, and my eyes have opened up completely. Yep. We've been we we we've two games. We got beat in less than thirty seconds. <laughs> We've had the game won, and you and you let them run down there in thirty seconds and win the game. Yep. It's the little thing. That's it's right. It's crazy how much the little things matter. It's crazy how it maybe if I would have stretched that that defensive player out a little little longer, it would have opened up Cortland for that pass, and it wouldn't have got picked. 
it's like the little things that matter that we don't ever, it's attention to detail. Right. That we tend to in the game, we tend to get tired, we tend to forget. But those get you beat. Those are the reasons why. The, the, the penalties. And it, it's about the technique. I have to have my hand inside instead of being lazy, put it outside. I want to have a 15-yard penalty, and we would be rolling right now. Instead, instead of having a 20-yard game, we're back now. That's it's right. Little things that kill you, man. And, and, and when you have a young team, you don't understand that. Like you're just going through it. And, and I always say, dang, all these vets, man, they're getting away with these wins. That's because they've been there so long. They understand when it matters. Like, like in a game, you might play three hours, and out of those three hours, eight, eight of those plays. Matters the most, yep. but it's, it, it, it's throughout the whole game. It's a little thing that you like. You can sit back when, when you start to understand it and be like, "That that's that that might be the reason right there why we we win the game, or that might be the reason right here in the first quarter that people really didn't understand. That might be the reason why we lose this game right now. That's right. It's always it's, it's always it's a three point game, a one point game, and just because you didn't get that first, or because he got that 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 blocked that field goal in the, the beginning of the game. <laughs> That stuff matters. It does yep. matter. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't understand that. And I understand why, how, why coaches get so stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, we got to get you to we, we got to get you to write a book on, on wisdom or something. You know that? Hey, man. I'm always trying to look for, for ways to better myself. But Love. I also understand that sometimes you got to go through it. Like, that's the only way that you're going to find out is you got to go through some things. So, well, I'll tell you what, I mean, man. You have gone through some phenomenal stuff. You are, in my 16 years here, you're a guy that, that I would uh, draft in my team anytime. I know Mel appreciates you. Hey, enjoy your bye week, and uh, once you get back in action next week against the Vikings, get those Broncos a win for us, will you? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Man, I'll be attending the uh, homecoming games. I'm excited to come watch you guys play. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. I'll see you soon. Anything you need, man, just, just holler at me. Let me know. All right. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you. That is uh, the great Philip Lindsay for the Denver Broncos now, and of course one of the great Buffaloes. That guy's just infectious, isn't he? Yeah, I man, he's a he's a special he's a special guy. I mean, you can you can just hear it in his voice, and he's got great wisdom already at an early age, and it's it's really uh, great to listen to him as he's you know as he's establishing himself in the in the NFL and some of the things that he's seen. And I tell you what, he's on the right track. He's going to be successful on and off the field. Yeah, he is uh, one of the great buffs of all time. He was the all-time all-purpose yards leader here at the University of Colorado. Yards from scrimmage, number two in uh, career rushing yards. The great Philip Lindsay with the Denver Broncos now. He's got a bye week as the buffs get set, as Phil just mentioned there, to take on Stanford on Saturday for homecoming at uh, Folsom Field. Coach, good luck against Cardinal. Thank you so much. All right. Our coverage is going to get out of the way at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. The kickoff at 1 o'clock between the Buffs and Stanford. Get your tickets to 303-49-BUFFS-CU-BUFFS.com. For the head coach, I'm voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson. As we put a wrap this week, talking with the Buffs great Philip Lindsay on Mel Tucker's Inside Zone.